welcome to this presentation of Bethel Family Church. We hope you enjoy listening and that it helps you to grow closer to Jesus. I want to share this morning, um, we've been talking uh, this, this next um, message in this series uh, on repeat and we've been looking at kind of some of the things that we really need to to, to have on repeat, you know, like the like when you get a new favorite song or a new favorite CD or something, and you you just listen to it over and over, and the words get stuck in your head and and things, uh, and you start to remember it, and you start to 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 get it in, um, and and some of the things that there are things that we need to get stuck into us, the things that we need to be reminded of continuously and continuously. Um, I think being intentional about reminding ourselves of these things, um, things that I've preached about regularly and often, things about uh, God's love for us, about being saved by grace, things about, uh, last week we talked about prayer and how we need to, need to be continuously making time to pray and spend time in praying. This week, the message is I need to feed. Last week it was I need to pray, this week it's I need to feed. Now we're not talking about going home and having lunch after <laughs> church, but it's about feeding on God's Word. I've got a little picture here, there's a little fellow there. I need to feed on God's Word. It's an interesting way of talking about reading the Bible, isn't it? I, I contemplated, I uh, originally kind of started with the title I need to read and I thought reading is not enough. Reading is, is real. we can read the Bible and it can never change us. We need to, we need to feed on God's Word. Uh, and it's an interesting kind of way that Scripture talks about God's Word. There's a number of different areas where Scripture talks about this idea of God's Word being our food and our sustenance and our nourishment, isn't there? Uh, Jesus talked about it in Matthew 4 when he'd been fasting uh, in the desert for 40 days and, uh, and it says he was hungry um, and it says during that time the devil came and said to him if you are the son of God tell these stones to become loaves of bread who believes that Jesus could have done that absolutely yeah why not um, but how did Jesus reply no the scriptures say people do not live by bread alone but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. First Peter 2 says, Like newborn babies, you must crave pure spiritual milk so that you will grow into a full experience of salvation. Cry out for this nourishment now that you have had a taste of the Lord's kindness. I don't know about you, but I remember what it was like to have hungry babies. <laughs> they were not quiet. <laughs> they were not subtle in their demands for more food. Uh, they would scream, they would shout, they would cry until they were red in the face. Uh, if you didn't shovel, well, I, well, I don't know if, if the kids you've had experience with are like this, but I've had at least two of my kids, like if you did, when they were, you know, like getting beyond the milk and whatever, but if you didn't stick that food in their gob quick enough, they would scream in between mouthfuls. <laughs> like, hey, my mouth is empty, put more in. <laughs> you know, but, but how often would we describe our relationship with the Bible like that? 
I suspect probably not that often. (laughs) It's probably not the first kind of image that comes to our mind, but this is what Peter is saying. He's saying your hunger for God's Word, the the way that you value it, the way that you cherish it, the way that you uh, depend on it for your strength and your sustenance and your nourishment and that all of the kind of things that you need to keep growing spiritually and walking spiritually and fighting the fight of faith should kind of bring you to that point where when you are deprived of it, that there's something in you that kind of cries out. I'm still working on getting to that point, but <laughs> that's kind of my goal. But this morning, I want to talk about we need to feed now, I'm, I'm, I don't need to convince you this morning about the importance of the Word of God. I'm sure that we can all agree about the importance of the Word of God in our life. Um, um, I'm not going to convince you this morning that the Bible is the Word of God. That's not, not what my message is about. But what I want to kind of talk about and encourage you in is this idea of, uh, of learning to feed on the Bible and on God's Word. There's a number of kind of aspects, I think, of this that I want to look at together this morning. And the first is this, we need to feed regularly. We need to feed on God's Word regularly. It it, it sometimes isn't always the easiest thing to do, is it? It's not always easy to establish habits and routines where we set aside time in, in our busy lives and in our busy schedules to regularly spend time with God's Word. But if we're not kind of doing it regularly, I mean, how many of us, if we think about this idea of feeding and nourishment and sustenance, how many of us eat once a week? Not too many. <laughs> we, don't, we don't eat once a week, do we? We probably don't even eat twice a week. We probably don't even eat 10 times a week. I think probably most of us would eat, um, what's seven times three? 21. I can do maths, thank you, thank you, (laughs) for my next trick, no. (laughs) We'd probably eat at least three times a day most days, wouldn't we? And this is one of the things, you know, uh, I was reading through Psalm 119 and the author of Psalm 119 is a little bit unclear, a lot of scholars think it was David but there's other possibilities as well, but the author of Psalm 119 talks about loving the Word of God loving God's statutes, His laws, His decrees. And, and there was a number of kind of things where he talked about, uh, I just want to kind of show you, highlight a few scriptures as I was reading through. There was a number of things that kind of just kind of stood out about this. And I want to show you these scriptures. He says, verse 55, he says, I reflect at night on who you are, O Lord, therefore I obey your instructions. Verse 62, he says, I rise at midnight to thank you for your just regulations verse 97 says oh how i love your instructions i think about them all day long verse 147 and 148 he says i rise early before the sun is up just in case you thought he was like a a night owl because he's up at midnight he's also up before the dawn i don't know when this guy sleeps Uh, he says i rise early before the sun is up i cry out for help and put my hope in your words, I stay awake through the night, thinking about your promise. Verse 164 says, I will praise you seven times a day, because all your regulations are just. So he reflects at night, he wakes up at midnight, he's, he's 
thinking about them all day long. He's rising early before the sun is up. He's staying awake through the night. He says seven times a day. You, you kind of get the idea that this is an important part of his kind of schedule and his routine. It's not just like, you know, oh, once a day before bed, I read a verse to kind of tick off my box and make sure I've, you know, kept God happy for today. It's like this is something that he, he comes back to that he's uh, intentional and deliberate about. It, it's a regular thing for the author of Psalm 119, isn't it? I want to encourage you, make it a habit, find a time that works for you, find ways that work for you in connecting with Scripture. We're so uh, blessed in our society today to have so many different ways that we can engage with and connect with Scripture, don't we? We've got all kinds of reminders and we can have you know verses sent to your email inbox you can have verses sent to you via text message you can you can read it off your phone wherever you are um you know you can we've got access to all kinds of printed bibles and different translations and we have incredible access to god's word there really isn't any excuse for us to not engage with god's word in some way is there And yet how often does a day go by or a few days go by or a week go by and we suddenly think, oh, I haven't read the Bible much this week. Now I don't say that to to make us feel guilty but to encourage us to make a choice. Uh, I know that sometimes we start out with great intentions and we start, I've started lots of Bible reading plans and I've finished some Bible reading plans. (laughs) I I don't always finish them but sometimes they can be helpful. They can kind of give us things, little devotions or thoughts. We've got the word for today at the back, which kind of gives you a a daily thing with some scriptures and some thoughts. Um, Some of those things are are helpful. But I want to encourage you, like sometimes you, if you're anything like me, maybe you're not, maybe you're really good at being disciplined and diligent in this stuff, but if you're anything like me, I start out with great intentions I skip a day and then I go, whoops, missed a day and then I do two days to catch up and then I get busy and I miss two days and I think, oh, that's probably a bit too much to catch up so maybe I'll just do the one and then, you know, I do keep it going for another couple of days and then suddenly you know, something happens or I'm distracted by something else and all of a sudden it's been a few days and I think, oh, well, you know, I give up on that one. I see a few nods, that's encouraging, thank you. thank you for your support and encouragement I appreciate that but uh, one of the things that we need to try to do is not allow the the those moments where we kind of get busy or get distracted or miss to discourage us you know what we just need to do is just come back and just keep coming back and starting again don't give up it is not uh, a waste of time even if it's just one or two or three days a week that's better than none isn't it you know, so don't don't allow the enemy to come and discourage you, to tell you that it's a waste of time, to tell you that you can't develop good habits. So we need to feed on God's word regularly. The second thing is that we need to feed on God's word intentionally. One of the things that I find can be really helpful for me is if I actually plan when I'm going to do it. Now it doesn't always work out, but I find if I don't plan any time then it doesn't happen at all, ever. Uh, If I do plan a time, then sometimes I keep that schedule. (laughs) Sometimes I keep my appointment. So it's important to to plan ahead of time. 
uh, I also wanted to say to feed on God's Word intentionally, one of the things that I also mean is don't just kind of do the, what am I going to read today? Hmm. There we go, open that up, random kind of, you know, finger point sort of thing. Like, have a plan. Have a plan in, in what you're going to read. Have a plan when and where, but ha- also have a plan of what you're going to read. We mentioned before the, the Bible plans, they can be a great thing to help you kind of like read through different parts of the Bible. Think about what you're going to read. Don't just kind of read the same comfortable, familiar bits of the Bible all the time. Um, it would be really easy to just kind of stick in the Gospels and they're pretty easy to read, aren't they? And that's Jesus and, you know, He loves everybody and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And um, it's kind of familiar territory for us. But Second um, Timothy chapter 3, Paul writes to Timothy and he says, All Scripture is inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is true and to make us realise what's wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we're wrong and teaches us to do what is right. God uses it to prepare and equip His people to do every good work. I need that. I need something to show me when I'm wrong. (laughs) I need something that's going to show me uh, how to do what's right. I need God's Word to equip me to do the good works that He wants me to do. And He says that all Scripture is helpful for me in doing that. And if I'm kind of sticking to just a few kind of comfortable, familiar parts or passages or books of Scripture, then I miss. there's a lot of what God actually wants to help to equip me that I'm missing out on. So be intentional in, in feeding on God's Word. The third is that I need to feed diligently. I need to read to learn, not just to kind of tick off the box, tick off the checklist. Sometimes that can be hard. Sometimes I can read a passage of Scripture and I, like nothing always, something doesn't always immediately jump out at me at going, this is God's Word for you today. Sometimes you read a passage of Scripture, particularly through some of those, you know, the clean pages of your Bible and the, you know, the, the minor prophets and Habakkuk and you know Zephaniah and some of those guys and it's not always immediately obvious how that applies to my life today isn't it (laughs) sometimes I'm reading stuff and uh, you know I I need to kind of slow down it's not something I can just do in 30 seconds sometimes I need to slow it sometimes I need to read it through a few times sometimes I need to stop and I need to pray and I need to say Holy Spirit i I I trust that you've led me to this passage of Scripture. Please help me to understand what I'm reading and help me to know what it is that you're wanting to say to me today. Sometimes we need to make some notes. Sometimes we need to read some some things that people have kind of written or shared about this passage of Scripture. Get a, get a, a commentary or get a... Some of those Bibles have like little life application things like how does this passage of Scripture relate to me today? Uh, Psalm 119, verse 15 and 16, the writer says, I will study your commandments and reflect on your ways. I will delight in your decrees and not forget your word. I think we need to kind of have that same kind of determination that says... 
I will study your commandments. I will reflect on your ways. Oh, you know, no matter what, I, I, I want to hear what you have to say to me, Holy Spirit. Read to learn. So feed, learn to feed on God's word diligently. Number four, learn to feed on God's word expectantly. I don't know, sometimes sometimes I open up my Bible and, and I kind of, depending on what it is that I'm reading, I don't always come with that attitude of expecting God to speak through that. Sometimes I just read and I don't, I don't even think, I, sometimes I don't even know what I think. Sometimes I'm just doing it out of, out of a habit or routine or, or whatever the case might be or because I've got a sermon to preach about on Sunday and I'm trying to figure out what to talk about. <laughs> have you ever, have you ever do, had that kind of moment where you've opened up your Bible and you've read something and you, know, you kind of you didn't necessarily come with any expectation of God to speak? I want to encourage you when you open your Bible, whether you need to, to stop and, and talk to the Holy Spirit first or whatever the case might be, but to stop and go, I need to hear something from God and I trust and I believe by faith that as I read God's Word that He is going to speak to me, that He is going to speak to me something that is going to build me up, that He is going to speak to me something that uh, will help me to understand who he is in a, in a, in a, a new and, and a greater way. I'm going to trust and believe that he's going to speak to me something that is going to impact my life, that's going to teach me today. Hebrews 11 talks about faith. And this kind of reading the Bible with this kind of expectancy and attitude requires us to come with faith, doesn't it? But here's what Hebrews 11 says about faith. You might have heard this verse before. It says, It's impossible to please God without faith. Anyone who wants to come to Him must believe that God exists. That's a pretty obvious first requirement, isn't it? Must believe that God exists and that He rewards those who sincerely seek Him. Is that what we're doing when we read the Bible? Are we seeking God? If we are seeking God and if we're, we're looking to discover God in the pages of his word and what he's revealed to us about himself what what is the reward for those whose goal is to discover God the, the reward is that we discover God isn't it yeah the reward is that we get what we're looking for we discover we find what it is that we seek does that seem logical well, I mean, after all, what greater reward could there be than to know the God and the Creator of us and everything and the One who loves us and saved us and redeemed us? To know Him intimately and have relationship with Him, what greater reward could there be? He says, this is, this is the reward, those who sincerely seek Him. Um, in, in Matthew 6, Jesus said, Ask and you will uh, receive, seek and you will find. when we come to reading the scripture reading the word of god we should expect that god is going to reveal something about who he is and what 
he says about us and what he wants us to do and to be uh, and and how things operate in his kingdom so encourage us to feed on God's word expectantly last one I want to share number five is humbly this was a bit of a an interesting one for me so we all you know not in the sense of that it's a good thing to be humble but in terms of how we read the bible and the reason that I put this one here is firstly because when we come to read the Bible, we need to understand that there may be things that we've misunderstood or got the wrong idea about in the past. And if we don't come with humility, we're likely to try to, to fit what we read into what we already believe. And this is something that we observe in, in human nature, and you can read about this um, quite a lot. It's something we call confirmation bias. And confirmation bias is the tendency that we all have to either seek out things that support what we already believe or to interpret things in a way that confirm what we already believe. So we have this kind of innate, hardwired tendency and everybody has it. There's nobody that can say they don't have this in some degree. But we all have this tendency to want to see what confirms what we already think. I put a little cartoon here. This, this is, this is um, uh, something that's particularly true in our kind of age of technology. <laughs> the little caption at the bottom, uh, I trust this site to tell the truth. You know, <laughs> you're right and everyone else is an idiot. Um, but but isn't that, there's an element of truth in that, isn't there? <laughs> no, no, not that you're right and everyone else is an idiot. That, <laughs> that we see things that tell us what we want to hear and we're more likely to trust that source. <laughs> uh, you know, we, we kind of, uh, we're, we're looking, the, the way that we look for things, the way that our technology is geared, you know, uh, Google has algorithms that uh, essentially program it to give us search results based on the things that we've looked at in the past. It's programmed to tell us what we want to hear. And we look at that and we think that it's unbiased and we think that it's, a, you know, an accurate reflection or a picture of what everybody thinks and what information is out there when essentially it's already skewed, there's already a bias before we've even kind of started looking. You know, we, we, the internet is full of people who've gone, you know, well, I've done all this research on the internet and this is my, you know, conclusion, you know. And, and essentially, like, a lot of this kind of stuff comes into play where the things that they're looking at and the things that they're finding and the things that they're discovering are things that are programmed to line up with what they already think, what they've read in the past. Now, how does that, um, what does that have to do with reading the Bible? We kind of, because we have this predisposition to seek out things, we can either do one of two things. We can either go specifically looking for the, who's ever done this kind of thing where we're going, I've got this idea about something that's in the Bible and we go and search up to find something that supports our, our view. Yep. 
Now, that's not necessarily always a bad thing, but we need to be aware that sometimes this confirmation bias comes into play when we do that. Because what we're, speci- what we're doing is, there was a whole bunch of other cartoons about science, and confirmation bias is a big thing in science, experiments and research and data. And there's all these cartoons with scientists going, uh, do you have any data that supports my theory? <laughs> you know, we go, we go and pick out the one study that supports what we're trying to prove and ignore the five others that disagreed with it, you know, and, and we dismiss them as being unreliable or, or whatever, ignore them entirely. But that's one of the things that we do, isn't it? We kind of go and we specifically look up verses that support what we're trying to convince ourselves of or remind ourselves of and and sometimes we're only getting half the picture. The other thing that we do is when we read a passage of Scripture, when we're reading something, we interpret it in a way that makes it fit with what we already believe. Now, what do we do about that? The first thing, we cannot stop ourselves from having this. Like I said before, everybody has it. Um, But one of the things that can be helpful, firstly, is to recognize that we read stuff with that confirmation bias. That that first step is recognizing that we have it. And, And reading Scripture with a willingness to be challenged. Reading Scripture not just to confirm what we already think, but to learn, um, when we, uh, if you go to Bible college and you study or you talk about exegesis and hermeneutics and all that kind of stuff, one of the things that they talk about is reading out of the Bible and not reading into the Bible. And it's one of the things that we need to be mindful of when we're reading the Bible is that we are reading what God says and not overlaying our interpretation, our theories, our ideas about God over the top of Scripture. The other thing that we can do, which can be really helpful, uh, is to talk to other people about Scripture. Talk to other people about what we've read. Listen to what other people say about that Scripture. Not just talking to people to convince them of our idea or not just only seeking out people that um, agree with our, our views or our beliefs or our thoughts about that passage of Scripture, but intentionally being willing to be challenged, thinking about things. Um, you might even, uh, one of the things that you could do even just for fun is to kind of think about you know, a passage of Scripture and something that you believe and kind of going down the, the line of thinking, is there a way that I could argue a different interpretation of this verse? Is there evidence that might support that different view of what this verse means? Go looking for kind of different people's dissenting kind of ideas about what that might mean. Now, obviously there, um, you know, we want to kind of look at reputable sources and people that we trust. There's all kinds of people out there that will spin things and, and, and twist things in Scripture. So we've got to be discerning and we've got to be wise about these things. But sometimes we just need to challenge stuff. Sometimes we just need to, to think about things differently. It's really important when we talk about feeding on God's Word that we learn how to be self-feeders. 
what would we think? Now, sometimes when we're, we're learning how to feed ourselves, it can be a messy business. Um, there's a couple of little pictures here. This is, that's Hannah on the left and that's Hayden on the right. <laughs> and I remember, like, it was great fun when my kids were learning how to feed themselves. It was messy. <laughs> you know, uh, and, and stuff got everywhere. That's why, you know, it's why we have bibs and we have high chairs with big trays. And I don't know if you can see there, but the, the little yellow bit on the bottom of the, the green bowl there, that's like a suction cup. Because <laughs> sometimes those bowls would just fly off. <laughs> you know, and it wasn't always when they were empty. Um, <laughs> yeah. I know, you find that hard to believe. Um, sometimes when we're learning to feed ourselves, it is hard work. It requires concentration and, and diligence uh, and it, well, sometimes we make a mess. But what would we think if, you know, uh, Hayden and Hannah at 20 and 17 still didn't know how to feed themselves? Would we think that they were healthy young adults, well-adjusted, you know, ready for life, independent, probably not so much. You know, if, if, they, if I still had to kind of, you know, spoon feed them, here comes the aeroplane, you know. <laughs> at, at 20, you know, we, we get that at, you know, eight or nine months, but at 20 we expect them to have moved beyond that a little bit, don't we? <laughs> and, that, and that's the thing, isn't it? You know, as we... Uh, as we practice and as we are, you know, e- express a little bit of kind of determination to learn to feed ourselves, we get better at it. We get better at reading God's Word. We get better at being able to, um, to, to hear God speaking through that. And, and as Christians, if we have to be spoon-fed you know, by the pastor on Sunday morning who comes and tells you how to interpret the Bible and what God's saying to you in it and that's the only time that you actually get any kind of sustenance or nourishment or hear God speaking to you through His Word, then there's something wrong. That There's some growth that needs to happen. There's some practice that needs to take place probably. And so this is one of the things we need to kind of have that attitude of that determination to be self-feeders, to be people who can sit down every day during the week. You know, yes, it's great to have someone come and share some stuff and, and highlight some scriptures and, you know, it's great to hear people that have different uh, perspectives and views and ways of thinking about things and sometimes a, a pastor or a preacher will bring things out of scripture and explain things in a way that we probably weren't going to get to any time soon on our own and that's great that helps us to grow but in a lot of ways that's intended to be something that helps us to grow um, during as we learn how to self-feed during the week it's one of the ways that that kids learn and develop isn't it is by observing uh, adults and older siblings and I think one of the things that um for us as as we learn and as we develop those abilities it it can be great to observe the way that other people read and interpret and and feed and hear God through the pages of scripture 
we need to regularly and intentionally sit down with God's word and expect that the Holy Spirit will speak to us through it. As we learn to do that, we begin to hear God speaking. It deepens our relationship. It strengthens our relationship with him. And in turn, that helps us to to navigate through life. The deeper and, and more intimate our relationship with Jesus is, the better we are able to withstand storms of life. The better we're able to uh, withstand uh, things that might have previously shaken us in our faith or derailed us in our faith or derailed our families and our, our relationships. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word. Lord, we thank you that it is truth. We thank you for the power. We thank you for your spirit, which is just at work in and through it. Lord, we thank you that you have given it to us. Lord, we know that we don't always value it as much as, as probably what it deserves to be. And so, Lord, I pray that you would help us to, to, to see it for the treasure that it is. To be passionate about pursuing you and seeking you through your revealed word, Father. Lord, I pray that you would help us to be uh, regular and intentional, to be determined and uh, to, in, in that setting aside of time to spend with you in your word. We pray that we would have ears to hear what your spirit is wanting to say to us, Lord, as we read that we would come with expectancy. Father, I pray that you would, you would continue to speak to us through your word. Lord, as we dive into it, as we dig into it, as we learn to, to feed ourselves on your word, Lord, we thank you that you strengthen us, you encourage us, you nourish us, nourish us and you, you cause us to grow in, in you and in our relationship with you. We give you praise for this and thanks and ask for your help as we do this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening to today's message. For more information or to listen to other podcasts, head to our website at BethelCRC.org.au or check out Bethel Family Church on Facebook.